Hello, welcome back to the SC Halfback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to the final Supercoach send-off. We've made it, all 17 teams. And, of course, we have to finish off with the Premiers. Probably in a, since I've started Supercoach in the last, you know, five, six years, getting back into it, this is the team that's mattered. This is the team, especially in the last three years, that um, there's just genuine guns. There's safety in this team. Well, let's jump right into it, guys. Let's go to the 2023. What's the first thought you think about when you think about the uh, Penrith Panthers Supercoach season? Guns, points, wins, safety. All these are things that I think about. I think when you draft Panther, you know that you're, you're just getting winners. And I think next year, you know, we're about to talk about it. So many guys in the great category, guys in the good category. There's just going to be value. There's always going to be guys that, you know, are going to get overdrafted based on name and other team factor. But you know what? If you end up with three or four Panthers in your team, uh, most weeks you'll do all right. So I really love the Panthers um, this season, able to own quite a few of them. Um, and obviously we'll talk about the 2024 later, but let's get right into it. The MVP, we have to play, we have to go straight to him. It was Nathan Cleary. I only played the 19 games, but an 89.4 average. He was average draft position. Number one overall, he finished as the eighth overall player. But like I said, he was there exactly when you needed him. And you look at how he finished the season. This is where from round 22, uh, 109, 103, 53, 93, 109, 149. He's a guy that just scores in bunches. He's just going to be the first round pick until he's not. He's going to be the first guy you put in your classic team until he's not. Um. You know, I think this halfback position, I think Nico Hines, um, you know, there's definitely, when he's versing a bad team, it's very hard not to watch. For me, Nathan Cleary, just against any team, it doesn't really matter who he plays. You know, you look at the tons he scored this year, Canberra, Manly, the Warriors, Brisbane, Sharks, Melbourne, Parramatta, Cowboys. He wasn't tunning up against the Bulldogs, against the Dragons, Um now, in saying that that Dragons game in round 24, he was on about 32 points after about nine minutes. He was absolutely going to score a ton that day. Um, but yeah, he's literally the safest thing. He's the Cam Smith of this era in terms of you just plug and play. I know everyone wants to get cute with Hartback and try and pot it, and there's many options. Just run with Nathan Cleary. I think for me, I'm just going to go with classic. It doesn't matter who my second guy is. There's going to be options. Cleary will be the one that I'll put in there first. And from a draft perspective, if I get the number one pick, it goes Cleary. If I get another pick, um, you try and trade for him. That's basically how it goes. And yeah, like I said, he he's just a phenomenal player. You know, that average, anywhere, anything around a 90, amazing um and yeah that the low score he had this year was a 32 um and again that was off about nine minutes so it was a few 40s in there the 40 against the tigers around nine was a wet affected round uh round two against the bunnies you know they've just been coming off the bunnies were firing other than that you know his low score was a 53 so um yeah not much else to say cleary is the guy he is the he is the one that you have to draft first overall There'll be many changes on the big board. I just released the big board round version five uh, today. Many changes, many ups and downs. I can promise you one thing, guys. Injuries barred, 
Nathan Cleary will not move from number one. Um, I know there'll be some guys that will try and I think the room and maybe it goes Nico. Maybe you try and, you know, get someone else like a Reese Walsh or whatever it is. He's the number one guy. And again, we'll be doing a bit of Dynasty stuff this year because I'm getting that Dynasty comp this year, which more details to come on that. He'll be the number one pick in that because for the foreseeable future, Nathan Cleary is the super coach god. He's the guy who gets the unicorn points. He's the guy that, you know, looks like he hasn't done much. He'll finish on a 90. And that's exactly what you want from your super coach gun. Who else joined him in the greats? Uh, Brian Toto definitely did. Um, a 70 average. Uh, he was the 39th overall draft position. Finishes a 32 overall player. Uh, Safest houses. He was only ninth in the CTW. And there were some scores that, you know, there was a 29 in there. A couple of 40s. Um, but Biz is one of those guys, especially, um, I think next year, if him and Tonga are on the same edge, I really like that. But again, if he's not and they put a Talamay, whoever it is, I just think the ball will find him. So Brian Toto is exactly, I drafted him in the third round, exactly what I wanted. I wanted a strong CTW that I can always count on and in a pinch VC or C, exactly what I got. So Brian Toto, outstanding. Dylan Edwards, average draft pick 26. He was the 14th overall player with a 69.1 average and played 23 games. I know in draft, especially there were some guys going, oh, just there wasn't big games. Look, there were some low games. There was a 22, a 37, a 39, a 39, a full couple of 40s. But then you look at the tons, 163, 122, 114. He's a guy that, you know, in the right game, he can score a hat-trick, go to nuclear, and to me, when you look at the guys who are going to be drafted this year ahead of him, um, every chance he can make it back into that position. I've got him as the 45th overall player on the big board. Now, if he's there in round three, oh, you better believe. If I can you know, somehow get a nice halfback into a gun forward into Dylan Edwards, the happiest of days. I think Dylan Edwards is one of those guys... I haven't owned him in classic or draft yet, actually. I haven't owned him in any since I've started doing Supercoach again. I have not owned Dylan Edwards. So I would like to tick that box off. Um, so he is one I'm definitely looking at this year. Isaiah Yo, 31 over 31st overall pick, finishes a 26 player, 69 average, played 21 games, eighth in the two RF. Again, another guy, no tons, just consistent 60s, 70s, 80s, the occasional 90s. So Isaiah Yo, another guy this year. I've got him really high on the board. I've got him as the 14th overall player. I just think he's on a every season, again, for the foreseeable future with Nathan Cleary in this team, he's going to be a guy that walks in and gets a 70. And I'm just thinking about the board now. Let's say I get the fourth pick in the draft. Right now as my board, I could look at doing something like Reese Walsh in my first pick into... Isaiah Yo in my second, and a Dylan Edwards in my... Th- oh, sorry. Let's say we get uh, a Dylan Brown, sorry, in the first, Dylan Edwards in the third, Isaiah Yo in the second. If you can stack Isaiah Yo and Dylan Edwards, you feel very, very comfortable with that. So I do think that they are the main ones. Now, a couple of guys that were also in that great category, but just a step lower, Isaac Tongo, only played the 14 games, but a 68 average. Um, I had him really high in the first version of the draft board. Uh, I had him 27. Uh, I've dropped him down to 48. I just kind of want to see where he plays. I want to see what edge he's on. The story about him with medicine, 
you know, I'd be lying if they didn't give me a little bit of pause. I like to, you know, 14 games. I want to see him playing some more consistent footy. But he's a guy, if you can draft him, you know, round four, and he plays 19 to 21 games and scores another 66 to 70 average. You're absolutely laughing. So he's someone I'm looking into. Scott Sorensen. Um, yeah, really, really good season. Uh, we're all kind of going, is Hosking going to get it? Is Liam Martin going to get it? Is Luke Garner going to get it? Turned out Scott Sorensen was the guy. And there was a huge astronomical 175 that really did pump up his average. But even if you take that out, you know, this is a guy that based in the 50s could get into the 80s. Um, I don't know where I'm going to put him yet. He hasn't entered the top five rounds at all. Uh, but he is someone... When you look at what he did last year, he finished as the 50th overall player. He was draft pick 273. So in terms of value, absolutely crazy. And I think with this Panthers team, as we'll talk about in the 2024 hope, there's a bunch of guys I think that will fall into that range, which we'll talk about in a second. Stephen Crichton, uh, obviously off to the, pa- the Bulldogs next year, but another 63 average, 21 games played. Again, there were some very high scores. He had a 148, he had a 124. He had a 90 and 85. There were some low ones in there, but not too many. Um, didn't drop under 40 since round 12. So he's just someone who was able to score a try, kick goals for a while there with Cleary getting an injury as well. So someone that, you know, just did a real, real good job. So that would be it for the greats. Now in the goods, I'll rattle off some guys here because again, this team is ridiculous. Liam Martin with a 58 average. Um... Again, he was picked outside the top 100. He was 110 average draft position. Did a really, really good job. Jerome Luai, 79 overall draft pick. He finished with a 58 average, playing 20 games. The Peach, uh, a classic darling for many. And if you picked him up in certain draft rounds like I did, that 57 average, you know, with an average draft position of 234, he was a really, really nice handcuff. Sunir Taruva, 50.8 average. Uh, he was average draft position 149. So there was a bit of buzz around Taruva, especially after Talamay did the knee. Um, and realistically, what you got from him, yeah, there were some lowish scores, but I think what you showed is the base is just going to be there where if he doesn't do anything but just returns the ball, he's going to get you a 30. And I think that's, you know, if you're drafting him as your third CTW, fourth CTW, that's not too bad. So I think you can live with that one. A couple more guys here, James Fisher-Harris. A 50.5 average, Jack Hosking, a 50 on the dot average. Those are the guys that, you know, just plug and play. Um, they're in the Panthers. So if they're in the Panthers system, they're going to be good value. Anyone in the fails? Uh, look, I had a couple, uh, but, you know, some of them for chance and some of them just obviously didn't click. So Luke Garner, uh, he only played the nine games for a 38 average. Average opposition, 158. So guys did believe there was some Luke Garner hype. Um, and he started the season really well, if I remember correctly, those first, uh, couple of games. So he went, he versed Brisbane early for a 36, nothing really happened. And then he had a 60 against the Rabbits and in that game, I'm sure he bombed a try as well. Um, then he gets a 22 against, uh, Para. We don't see him again until round 16. And again, you look at those scores, his highest score of the season was 74. He's exactly where he's going to be. I think he's about fourth tourist in line for the CTW spot at a pinch can play a bit of center but probably not super coach relevant. Mitch Kenny, we were hoping that a hooker who we'll get to in a second was going to do the role. 20 games for a 38 average. Uh, average right position, 212, so you didn't have to invest in him, but he's a guy that will quite a few guys in our comp and I know in others 
Picked him up for a round or two. You're in the Panthers team versus a shit team. Hopefully he can get up and score some points. Just never really happened. So uh, pretty disappointing there if you were picking him. And then Sonny Luke, I think that's the last one here. Played 20 games. That was actually stunning to me. I didn't think he had played that many, but did play the 20 games. Only got an average of 25 points. Now, his average draft position was 216, so he was getting drafted. Um, and obviously, I drafted him in our league. There was flashes. You think to that round one game, the 59 in 25 minutes. Um, he came in, I think it was a try assist he got. Um, it was all happening. And I remember I was sitting in a pub. Why are they putting him in one, putting him on the next game? He uh, plays 46 minutes. So we see a big bump in minutes, only scores a 29. We then saw in those first two games, it was a little bit of when Cleary won the ball and uh, never really got to him on time. So around four out of the bye against Parrot only plays the three minutes. Um, doesn't play around five. Now we're back into a 53-minute roll for a 59. And from that point there, there's dribs and drabs. There's lot, there's teens, there's 20s, there's 30s. There's a one off six minutes. Look, I think he's one of those guys that the upside is there. And if he gets a consistent run where he's the only hooker and they go, but realistically, when you look at it, a guy like... Um, Luke Summerton, who only played the two games, got a 47 average. Um, and not so much from his super coach scoring, but he just got the ball to where it needed to go. So that was probably the L that everyone took because it was really fancy that he could potentially do something this year. Um, everyone was stuck with him as a handcuff in classic. I know some people actually wrote him all the way through. Um, but yeah, Sonny Luke, I think he's one that we'll probably look at next year and go, instead of starting with him, I know we want to start with all of them, uh, but you might have to, if something looks too good like that, maybe just watch it for those first two weeks and then see. But again, those first two weeks, potentially you would have been trapped in. Um, so a tough one to swallow there. So let's talk about the 2024 hope. That's the 2023 season. Very, very successful season as always. But yeah, um, 2024 hope, more of the same. I've got them as the, as the favorites to go back to back to back to back. I think that this is a team that you can draft with confidence. I think your know, Nathan Cleary's, your Brian Tottles, your Dylan Edwards, Isaiah Yos. I think this is going to be a good one here. So I've got the first five rounds. I'll go through Panther players just to see where they are on the board because, again, things will change as we get closer to the season. But this is just big board names on a sheet in order of where I would have them. Nathan Cleary, number one. I have Isaiah Yo number 14. I have Brian To'o, number 17. We then go a couple of rounds before we see our next one because we go all the way down to Dylan Edwards at 45, Isaac Tunga at 48. Moving into round five, I don't have anyone there for them. So we're up to the top 60 players and I've only got those main guys in there. I'm sure they're closer once we kind of see that second row rotation. Either Scott Sorensen or Zach Hosking can lock down that edge opposite um, Liam Martin. I think they become interesting. I do think whoever the center is that replaces Stephen Crichton becomes interesting. We've seen Stephen Crichton be a 60-point averaging center. There were some goal kicking there, but I do think a guy like Talon May for me is someone who is going to be obviously not on pre-draft lists, but he is a guy that I think is going to be slept on. He had a 64 average last year. Um when he played, he's a guy that yes, there was some, there was quite a few tries in there, but
but not that many when you think about it. I think he is a guy that um, started the season crazy. He came out, and I think from in those first, I want to say, 10 rounds, he had a crazy amount of tries. In the back end of the season, there wasn't that many, but he was still, you know, basing in that 30 to 50 from memory. So I think he's going to be someone who, if he can jag that center spot, he's someone I'm very interested in now. What round is that for? As we get further in the season, we get more of the big board uh, formed that will, you know, paint that picture. But I do think that there's a reluctance for some reason for Panthers to go high in drafts. And even, you know, you see me, I've got three of them in the top 17, but then a huge gap uh, to Dylan Edwards at 45 and Tungo at 48. So I'm going to obviously rejig this uh, draft, but I feel very confident with those five guys being in the first five rounds. I think no question for me, those guys are going in there. And I think there is potentially a, another tour have to be there. I think there's a CTW to be there. And I keep mentioning it every podcast. 5-8 is something that I do not want to touch this year. If Jerome Luai signs this offseason and re-ups and the band's back together and everything is kumbaya, Jerome Luai becomes interesting. I think I've got Ezra Mam in there now in that uh, number 60 slot. Jerome Luai and Ezra Mam kind of they're very much linked in draft comps to me. I think if you once one of them goes, I think the other one will go. Um, and I do think that the Panthers, you know, you got your Lee Alders and your Fishers Harris's that will be late in drafts, but it'll just give you a 45 to a 50. Uh, you've got a Sania Taruva who will go low because guys got burnt off him this year, but to me, a great third or fourth CTW. If you can't get, you know, a Brian Paul early and you want to just get another Panther in your team. And that's my goal. My goal is I want to draft three Panthers, and I want to start with at least three of them in Classic. I think that's the way I'm going to try and attack this season because, as we say every year, it's all about who's got the best players, who's the best team, best attacking, best defense, and they normally come out with very good super coach points. So, yeah, the Panthers, an absolute ripper of a season this year. Nathan Cleary on question number one, and I think there's many more points to be had for many other guys in that team. We'll leave it there. That is the SC send-off series. So that's every team we've gone through. Uh, try to give everyone as equal amount of time. Obviously, these last couple have had an extra couple of minutes. But yeah, I think that the 2023 season, we now wrap that up. And for us, it's now all about moving forward. So if you've seen the content at the SC Heartback, uh, we've been asking questions about who to draft. Uh, we've been doing some teams of guys to be interested in, potentially to stay away from. And this big board's com- coming into shape. So we're around five already. I'm going to really put some time in over the weekend, try and get the next couple of rounds done. And I'm just going to share my thoughts. You know, I think Tom Turbo up there, f- number three for me. I think that I really am just going to value pedigree this year. But be realistic, you know, take age into it, take team set up into it so right now i just want to share this one with you guys go out to the socials again it's there the first round is cleary heinz turbo top three reese walsh into the four honga and tino ran in the top six mafita at seven latrilla eight dylan brown up to nine sean johnson up to 10 Drinkwater down to 11 and james desco into the first round at 12 so that is who i've got as the bona fide stars right now uh round round two has got guys i think just under that level where a couple of things need to break or some guys who I just need to kind of see where they're going to fit in in the motivation heading to the season. But 
Yeah, I think for me, there is clearly a top six for me. I think the top six is pretty set where I don't think those guys will kind of move in and out depending on it. Um, the guy who I'm really tossing up between is Dylan Brown. I had him as low as 13. I've now gone up to nine. But potentially with how it ends, I could see him going to fifth or sixth potentially by the end of it, depending on Parramatta. So the next thing for me to do is work out projected lineups as it is right now. That will help me form the ladder for where I think guys will go. Then we can start to really rejig this to, you know, getting some top eight teams in there. Who's going to be some guys at the bottom of the league who, you know, will have to carry the team and get some big super coach points. So we're right into 2024 now. We've done our look back. Time to look forward now. Let's get those projected teams and get some more series out there for you guys. So some player deep dives coming. Um, some, you know, what could be best and worst case scenarios. So plenty to come. We'll try and still do this every second day. I think, you know, a 15 pot every 15 minute pot every two days is a nice little um hit for us here, depending on what happens. It might go a bit earlier. Uh, but we'll try and keep it at the two days. And then I'm gonna have plenty of content on the socials, at least two a day up to three or four if I've got plenty of content out there for you guys. So get to the socials at the SE Heartback, like, follow, share it. Uh, and yeah, we're right into it, guys. 2024 content from here on out. So thanks for listening to this uh, SE Send-Off series. Again, we'll be back with plenty more. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.